Well, we're rolling. Time to uh, record? Yep, here we go. Now we're doing the podcast. Hello and welcome back, I guess, to... I guess I'm going to call this Kyle and Friends, I guess. I like it. I mean, I think it's... I like it a lot. I mean, yeah. whatever. We're sitting here with Mr. Clean Tone. <laughs> or should we, re- should we use your real name? Yeah. You want to use your real name? Mr. Clean Tone? I don't care. Mr. Do Clean Tone? Yeah. In case we say something that might be incriminating. That way nobody knows it's you. I mean, they know my voice, so... All right. It's okay. So we got... <clears throat> we're just cutting up with Chris, man. Dude, how you freaking been, dog? You been want good, a vacation? Man. Tell me about it. Tell him about it. Yeah, I uh, went on vacation for two weeks to Hawaii with my wife. We good? I don't know what this button does right here. What is that button right there? Feedback protection? Yeah, you don't need it. Oh, okay. We're good. But Our you he- have it. Our levels are healthy. Okay. Yeah, they look great. Anyway, went to Hawaii two weeks with the uh, wife and family. The whole family? Uh, so it was her, uh, her brother and his wife and ch- and daughter, and then her parents. So seven of seven of us that went. That sounds awful. Um, I mean, traveling with people is always, you know, probably not the most fun, but it was fun overall. Yeah. Like you don't have to be as formal on this podcast as you are on other podcasts. This is this is a this lot is, more. This is, how this is a talk. lot more loosey goosey, my friend. It's how I talk, man. It's a lot more loosey goosey. So, I try to kind of have this start off with like uncomfortable would you rather's and stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't okay. think I have any of those today. But I have some other, I guess, fun maybe things. So, if you could have any five cars in your garage, what would they be? Any five? Any five cars, yeah. Oh, five cars. Okay. That's a good question. Uh,. I'd probably do a Hummer, okay, but an H2 Hummer. Why an H2? I, they're just more rugged okay. than the H3. Like I don't know. I just I like the look of the H2 Hummer. So I'd probably have a Hummer. Yeah, there's one. There's one. I'd probably do a Tesla. Got to have an electric car in there. Yeah, but it could turn on you and I robot your ass. <laughs> you know what, Elon Musk? If if that's how I go, that's how I go. Uh, I'm a big Elon fan, so I have yeah, a Tesla in there. You're a big Tony Stark fan, huh? Yeah, I gotta love Tony Stark. There's two. There's two. Dang, three. Um, that's a good one. I would probably, honestly, I would have a limo. So you can drive? <laughs> you want to drive a limo? I just want to drive a limo around. All right, Bam Margera. Yeah, basically. Jeez. All right, so you got three with a limo. <laughs> uh, probably a Lambo. Basically, anything Bam Margera has in this oh, garage. Jeez. <laughs> you got to do a Lambo. Got to have a fast car. I mean, why not? Yeah. And then the fourth one? That was four. Lambo was four. Probably a Ford truck. A Ford truck? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just just to have it. Ford is garbage. I'm... All right. I'd probably have, I'd have a Tacoma. I'd have a 2012 uh, 2500 Duramax Silverado. Yeah, I'm pretty specific. Those I'll, two? Okay. Uh, yeah, I have those two. Okay. I would probably have a Subaru um, Outback. Okay. A Honda Accord. And um, probably have a Corvette. Might as well. Yeah. What year? I don't care. Should get the Stingray. Actually, no. Forget that Corvette. No. Scratch that Corvette off the list. I'm going to have a 69 
Challenger. Whatever, whatever Challenger that Vin Diesel had in the Fast and the Furious movie, I want that one. Was it a Challenger? Yes. I think it was 60s. It might have been a 71. I don't know. It's possible. We don't know. I'll ask my father-in-law. He'll know. You might as well ask him. You can just call him now. (laughs) So would you you serve one year in gin pop for $60 million? What's gin pop? Prison. I just farted. (laughs) Would I serve one year? One year in gin pop. Gin pop. That's a general population prison for sixty million. No. With like the baddest dudes of the sixty million? I wouldn't, no. Ah, that's a good answer. I wouldn't either. That's not worth it. That's not worth it at all. I'm sure they're nice dudes. Do you do you want to get anally raped in prison? <laughs> no. I don't either. It's not my idea that's of a good time. No. If you had an a catastrophic illness of your testicles and there is only Two ways to save them. One would be like massive invasive surgery, or you would have to just not wear underwear for the rest of your life. What would you do? Um, probably the surgery. You spend surgery on your nutsack, <laughs> but if they say you can either do this or not wear underwear for the rest of your life, you're going to take surgery? Yeah. Good grief. Surgery is one and done. Screw the surgery, man. I have to buy no more damn underwear. But I'm saying surgery is one and done. Every day you have to deal with not wearing any underwear. So So I just... Fuck that. (laughs) I don't like chafing. So I've been... uh, So I watched this documentary yesterday called West Side versus the World. Okay. Have you ever heard of West Side Barbell? Uh Uh-uh. So they have the strongest gym in America. Lily Simmons revolutionized powerlifting. You think watching Jordan lift is beautiful? Watch some of these guys at Westside Barrel. Yeah. They'll make Jordan look like me under a squat rack, <laughs> which is not beautiful at all. Right? Yeah. A thousand pound squatters? Wow. Yeah. thousand pounds. I've never... The highest I've seen is 450. Jordan, right? No, Oscar. Uh, well... He had four 45 plates. On each side, so eight, so whatever that is, 450. Yeah, Oscar's okay. Oh, he was beautiful. He got low, too. He went ask the grass? Huh? He went ask the grass? Oh, yeah. Yeet. He got deep, dude. It was it was delicious. But yeah, there's a guy there. He has <coughs> a 3,000-pound total. So that means, so when you power lift, it's when you go to competitions and stuff, they will, it's it comprised of the bench, the squat and the deadlift, the three major lifts. Okay. And your weight in each of those would compile into your score, which would be your total. So say you go squat 500 pounds, and then you bench press 300, and then you deadlift seven. Then a cumulative of those numbers would be your total. 1,500 Yeah. Altogether. You have 1,500-pound okay. <coughs> total, which is pretty good anyway. Right. I mean, anyone having a 1,000-pound total, I think, is – what are you at in those three areas? I have no idea. I haven't done a max deadlift, bench, or squat in a long time. I, I focus my expertise in Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit. Okay. I'd, right. rather, I'd rather be fit than just hella strong. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have a happy medium. Okay. If I could be a superhero, I this is how I would do it. <laughs> Speaking of CrossFit, Matt Frazier, I know who you don't care about or cro- anything CrossFit because you might die. Which is okay. 
I've done it one time with you. Matt Fraser won the CrossFit Games for the fourth time in a row. Wow. So he ties Rich Froning for Fittiest Man in History. Yeah. Which he had to he had to claw his way back up the leaderboard, and he won by – this year I think he only won by like 36 points, which in the two previous years he didn't even have to do the minimum work requirement, and he would have won the games anyway. That's pretty good. Yeah, but, you know. That's awesome, though. Yeah, I guess. I was kind of hoping he would get knocked out a peg, but yeah, hard work, hard work freaking pays off. Though, what are you? Cameras off. Gorilla so pie. the goal of this podcast is for us to just talk about whatever I, I or we or whoever thinks is interesting. Yeah. And I have Chris, Mr. Clean Tone, the, the foreskin of our dicks. Wow on the podcast today yeah that's what i said earlier today someone said we live by the seat of our pants and i said we live by the foreskin of our dicks i don't sometimes i wonder you just you just say stuff because you love it all right well i mean yeah you got no filter right i have zero filter (laughs) i have zero filter i was thinking about some stories from the past today yeah like (laughs) ex-girlfriends and stuff like that oh yeah i don't know i I was thinking about that earlier this week. But there was one time, no, for those of you listening, I was not a virgin when I met my wife, so you can criticize me later, or you can come at me. I don't care. The condom broke, and I didn't sleep for like two and a half weeks because I thought I got somebody pregnant. Ah, uh, the fear of it. My yeah. Lord. And then... <coughs> She called me and said, I have my period today. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not ready to be a dad yet. I want to be a dad, but I don't want to be a dad yet. Oh, man. And thank you, Lord, that I did not have a child with that woman because my life would be a mess. There you go. I know, now, you, got, I know you got some stories from the past. Yeah. Probably not going to divulge it here. But. Got, some, got some tour stories, too. So I was, on, I, I was actually on tour once. And we were driving to North Dakota, right? It was, this was like 2010, 2009, 2010, something like that. And I was on tour with Matt Brower and his band, and we were driving to North Dakota, and we, uh, it was hotter than crap outside. Like, we took all the back roads because we thought we were going to save time. It yeah. Was stupid. Like, we didn't see hardly any cars, and the <coughs> only car we saw was a police officer who pulled us over because we were going about 96. Ooh. The speed limit was like 50. Okay. But that's not the story I was, I was really getting at. But, yeah, we got a dude got a ticket, and I'm sure there's a warrant out for his arrest or something like that. You didn't pay it? Over. No. We weren't even coming back to North. We were going back to the state, man. He <laughs> we weren't even from there. So we get there. We, get, we crossed over to the line in uh, North Dakota, and there's like a – small like beach area kind of damnish area right and so we all get out we all go swim and for about 10 or 15 minutes we all get back in the car our bass player keeps scratching his head he was like what the hell is in my hair i was like i don't know i don't see anything back there we were like we we're like jason you just you know just i don't know we just calm down you know go smoke a cigarette and get back in the van we'll right be right it's about five minutes later he pulls a bug out of his hair and he goes guys there was a bug in my hair. There was a fucking bug in my hair. We almost ran off the road because we were 
we were laughing so just hard. laughing so hard yeah <laughs> we had we have a tour quote blog or list or whatever i can't find them but that was one of the that was one of the one of the better ones yeah it was one of the better ones but anyway i guess i'm doing all the talking here no i listen to your stories man you ain't got no stories oh i mean not from touring because you know I didn't really tour that much. Oh, I know you got some stories from from a guy, from a guy in Valley Center. <laughs> I mean, if he was here, I would tell him, but probably not. He don't really, he don't even hardly live here no more. But that's okay. I, he leaves Thursday, I think. So Chris Bazuda, as Hollis will call you. Bazuda, I love it. What what's been going on in your life, man? Yeah, not a whole lot. It's back coming back from vacation, getting back in the swing of things of work and church and all that stuff, and. Uh, I've been working on my own branding, my own stuff to eventually basically become my own boss. It's one thing about doing so. Go back up a little bit. So you say church stuff. What do you mean for the, all the people who don't know who you are on this podcast? Because I have thousands of subscribers. Thousands? Yeah. They're all from uh, Korea? Yeah. <laughs> Korean, Korean people love Americans. They're, they're Filipino. Uh, like I work for a church. So the church we go to. Oh. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Like what I do? So yeah. I work for a church. They're a creative director. The creative director. Okay. So I do graphics, videos, photos. So how did you get into media and graphic design? How did you get into that? Um, that's a good question. How did I get into that? I, uh, I think when I was in church years ago, they just had a need for it. And I was like, all right. Just kind of asked me to do it. So I just did it. Did you know how to do it then? Or no. What? You just learn how to do it? Yeah. Just watch YouTube? Yeah. I, I make the joke that I'm YouTube certified. <laughs> so everything I know revolving like video or photos or anything like that, I just learned on YouTube. That's pretty dope. And then just going out and doing it, using my gear, doing it. Just That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I know who Chris is. Not everyone else knows who, who Chris is, but I know who Chris is. So you're also a badass guitar player that's what they say how did you get into that same thing <laughs> the church had a need hey we need a guitar player can you play i'm like i'll try when i when i say badass guitar player i mean this guy's tone your tone like pretty much nothing i've ever heard and then and then josh Akini got here and i'm like okay if these two go head to head like jesus is coming back and I'm pretty sure he walked into our sanctuary this morning. Oh, he, probably. And he said, good job, team. Yeah. Where'd you go? <laughs> he said that was huge. <laughs> he pulled a Trump? Yes, he did. <laughs> Jesus came in and pulled a Donald Trump and said that was huge. That was huge. Dude, Joshua Kinney's incredible. Joshua Kinney. I'm going to get him on here. I want to talk to him. So regarding music, what is your favorite music to play? I mean, I know it sounds like the right answer, but truly, it's it's Christian music. It's like that ambient style. Just hold on, you say Christian music? Do you mean worship music? Yeah, I guess worship music, not like Christian. Christian music sucks. Okay, Christian radio is terrible. So not like K Love or anything like that. K Love, I'm about to go off. Christian music is the worst ever. <laughs> Christian music. If you want a business in Christian music, career in Christian music, you have to write songs for 27 to 42-year-old women who just to feel good about themselves. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying to discredit Christian music. I am. But in my personal opinion, I just think it's watered down. Anything I hear 
there's just no depth. It's all, it. all, it's all mountains and struggles and oceans. That's all it is. And, 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 and getting up to Calvary. Hey, Calvary is important. Well, yeah, but that's all it is. That's look, look at everything I've done and Jesus come change me. And I'm like, okay, he can do that, but why don't you get your ass in gear so that way he can help you? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that's like a small section of worship music. Like a small section of worship music is just like climbing mountains and battles and this is, <coughs> you know, whatever. But the majority of it, I'm going to say Hillsong United because they are king. Hillsong United does it right. They do a good job. That's so, why they're a staple in pretty much every church. I mean, so what kind of gear do you use? I'm kind of all over the place. But. That's, that's fine. But yeah, so worship music yeah. is my favorite kind of play. That's love, my favorite music to play. Love too. ambience. I love delay. I'm a huge delay and reverb kind of guy. I love washy, just rip-roaring tone. I don't know. What kind of gear do you use? Uh, so for a guitar, I'm down to one guitar right now. And I use an Ibanez Art Core. An Ibanez? Yeah, Ibanez. Uh, AF75 model, if you want to go look it up. She's a beauty. No, nice. I have no idea what any of that means. That's just their model. It's a, it's a white Ibanez hollow body. It's pretty cool. Very cool. I just explained it to everybody like they were five. Like they were five, basically. I use a Fender Blues Junior tweed, so it's got like that nice tweed kind of look to it. But it's just a basic amp. And then Added about $75 to the price. For that? Probably. It's like 300 Added $300 to the price for tweed? For tweet? Oh no! It no. You're you're right. It was like 70, 70 bucks. People in their marketing. Right. I actually bought it from Lawrence. That was Lawrence's old amp. That Lawrence is the man. Lawrence is the man. That was my first amp too. So, I know that this is not in my notes because I don't have a whole lot of notes, so I didn't have a whole lot of time. Because you were terrible at getting back to me, which is okay. I'm I'm the worst at communicating. You're it's the worst. It's it's funny because it's half. Like, half of my job is communicating. But you're a terrible communicator. I am terrible at it. <laughs> I am so bad at it. So, <coughs> let's talk about some stuff that's been going on here. I think we could talk a whole lot about, about that kind of stuff. So, regarding just the church and maybe politics and maybe politics in church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know... I know I've struggled a lot with a lot of the changes that have been happening. So what is your, so my, my stance on night church politics is it's inevitable and it, it kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. Like there are things, there are things that have happened around here that there's been a lot of staff transitions and that I <coughs> really did not agree with. I thought were shitty and and crappy, and I've had to work through some of that crap. And I don't know what what is your take on some, so some of that. So let's just be clear: we're not here to we're not here to start any kind of crap, cause any kind of chaos. Oh no, that's already so, that's so, already been that's already been started, so, said, and done. So we are we're here just talking about our experience. Being part of a church, well, yeah, I'm just kidding. A little bit, yeah, a little bit more than just sort of a regular attendee type thing. I mean, yeah, 
me being as a staff member, you know, and, so, and working so Chris, for churches. Yeah, Chris has been a staff member for what two years? Almost two almost years. Two years. Close. And I've been a volunteer for fifteen. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've both been in the church world for a long time. Very long time. And so it's inevitable to to say it, it'd be an it's inevitable to not have politics. Right. The politics side of church. I mean, and you don't see that until you have been around it for a long time, or you're on a staff and you're behind the scenes and stuff like that, and you know. Um, decisions are made and things that happen that you may not agree with, but I mean, the biggest thing is to not cause chaos or right. disunity or anything like that, you right. know. And I think there's been, I think in the past eight to 10, 12 months, maybe 14 months, there's been a lot of that. And like here, if you want to make that an example, I think there has been just a lot of that in general with some of the staff um, transitions and people leaving and stuff like that. And, you know, for me, when certain people left, like it felt like they straight up took something with them. Does that make sense? Sort of like a, like a feeling almost? Yeah. Or like, like, how, like they, they, how they made the church feel while right. they were here. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> it's like I'm, I'm burping up McDonald's right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm like sorry. coughing because I'm like... <laughs> So it felt like when this person left, like all of the air got like sucked out of the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know that's that's probably how you felt too. And it well, took I mean, me. It's always tough to have people leave, especially when you had a good close bond with yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, you, you right. put some work in into each other. Into the relationship and yeah. they leave. It's it's heartbreaking. You feel like you lost a piece of yourself. And, yeah. You know, yeah, I get it. And so like I pointed the finger at the top leadership for months, almost a year. And uh, it's taken me that long. And I've even had to, some aspects of my marriage kind of failed or suffered because of that, just because, you know, Satan knows how to get you when you're weak, you know? Yeah. Like my best friend moved and then I'm feeling bad about that. So I'm trying to somehow shift blame, I guess. And so where do I, where do I shift the blame? I shift the blame to the leaders for not fighting for this person to stay. Well, come to find out, like, they probably didn't leave on the best of terms. Yeah, and that's, and that's tough. Not, yeah, that's, I, that's not something that I can really speak to. I mean, I know what happened, um, and I'll get to that sort of kind of in a, just a couple minutes probably, but I finally uh, – had to come to grips with I need to nut up and talk to some leaders before I talk to the leader so it was yeah it was hard I mean like how, how do you how have the last 14 months been for you I mean in any I would say in any organization even in a, even in like if you're working in like a Walmart or Target or something like that you know staff and employee transition is tough especially when you like work with them every day yeah. and stuff like that. And so, you know, for me, you know, it was tough cause you know, I kind of came on, you know, with these people and they became good friends. We worked every day and we did ministry together and then not having them there anymore all the time, you know, was pretty hard. Um, you and so, know. so we say transition, I think I've said that now like probably a dozen times church transitions is a fancy, word for fired in the church 
That's what that means. 50-50. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like if you hear someone... Fire or quit. Yeah, if you're hearing someone being transitioned, it's probably one or two things. Either yeah. they got let go or they quit. That's just our way of, like, not defaming them. And if and if the main dog comes to, comes to your church and you're in the AG sector, you know something really amazing is about to happen or something really <laughs> shitty is about to happen. Oh, man. Yeah, um, no, but it's been... It was tough. I mean, having to say goodbye to friends, you know, who, who are either moving out of state to where you can't see them every day or, you know, it, it gets tough. But the greatest, the great thing about it is, you know, then you get some new people coming in and you develop new relationships and new bonds and, and that kind of helps um, heal your heart and, uh, and your mind and stuff like that when it comes to when it comes to that so forces you to grow yeah whether you like it or not yeah like my best friend of 10 years not saying that i don't have best friends right and you're not one of my best friends but my best friend i've known lawrence more than i've known you and i've known the captain and i've known right even my own spouse yeah so like the amount of time we have invested in each other is like astounding and like we've been at each other's throats before and that's just made it <coughs> just you know even worse yeah for him leaving like i bawled my eyes out whenever that the night after the day he left or whatever like i just couldn't handle it no yeah i don't have anyone to watch the bears games with anymore we got a lot of chicago fans actually or a lot of chicago in fans this area too. yeah it's incredible the season's about to start yeah and i think a lot of people who are not used to the church world quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably feel or believe that everything is just hunky dory right. in the church. Because that's the kind of image we portray yeah. on our social media and our weekend services. We portray everything's hunky dory, but we're 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 all human. You know, we deal with loss, you know, people dying or moving or or, you know, disunity and discord and stuff like that. I mean, it happens in the church too. Yeah. You know? It does. People get mad and people have fights and you know some people steal and you know some people move away and relationships are broken and stuff like that i mean it happens oh i definitely stole from the church snack bar <laughs> so, when i was a kid oh yeah when you were a kid oh, yeah 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 getting snickers snickers and, red bulls <laughs> youth pastors like what the hell is all of our stuff i don't i don't know man so i'm That's gonna ask great. you this question and you don't have to speak to it if you don't want to but i know you and i have had some pretty short but in-depth conversations and i'll just ask are you in the same place and you can answer with a yes or no if you want to you don't have to kill into into detail but are you in the same place um since you and i talked the last time um i'd probably say no no for good or no for bad it's like a very vague question, but no, I'm, I'm doing better. Okay. I'm doing better. I mean, obviously when things happen and you don't understand it, you get frustrated. Yep. I get frustrated all the time when I just don't understand something, whether it's a situation that happens or I can't figure out an issue to a problem with work or with whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yep. you get frustrated. And so I'm better now. Yeah. I think I am too. And it's because I actually got some stones and went and talked to Stefan mm. and I said I that's you got a few minutes and 
Long story short, to paraphrase, we both pissed each other off really bad. Like, insanely bad. In that conversation? In No, not in the conversation. Just, just before? Just over the course of a year, 14 months, however long all of these transitions have been happening, um, we've just pissed each other off. Yeah. Like, with inten- intentionally and unintentionally. So, and I think uh, we're, we're um, it was a great conversation and it was a great talk. And I think we're going to have more of them. And I That's think, cool. I think what, what from the beginning, we just didn't hit it off as well as I wanted to at first. Right. So that might have been part of the reason why he just got under my skin for a little while. And uh, I don't know, my voice sounds shaky. Sound a little shaky for a minute. No, you're but, good. Um, We're also bouncing on two legs of the chair. That is true. <laughs> um, so I think it was just the combination of him just kind of getting here and then getting settled, and then just a couple of years later, just hopping to, to be the the top dog in the church. So it just kind of uh, maybe just kind of irked me a little bit. Just kind of maybe just unintentionally, subconsciously pissed me off. I, I wouldn't have any idea why, and then. You know, I mean, that's, you worked underneath the old pastor for. I worked underneath the old pastor for five years. Yeah, you, you created a great bond. You guys grew together. You knew his family very well. Oh man, I'm still friends with their family. Still, today. yeah, right. Yeah. And so having someone new come in, I mean, and that's a reality. Like whenever you have a leadership change like that, especially for a lead pastor or whatever, I mean, it's inevitable people are going to leave. Yeah. Because they don't want, they don't want to work underneath a new pastor or be pastored by someone and that's so new. Yeah. our old pastor's son he said to me hey i'm gonna tell you this he said what my dad was to you your pastor is to somebody else right now yeah and i said that's a good point that's true and he even told me to go talk to him four months ago four or five months and you ago. just didn't and i didn't because i didn't want to were you just angry i was mad yeah, yeah i was yeah i was i was so pissed off that it just seemed to me like he just didn't fight for him to stay you know, yeah. Because if I had somebody like that on my staff, I would. Even though we might not have got along, but you know, I me. Mean? You know, honestly, you know what? I take that back. I, I don't know if I could speak to that because I'm not in charge of anything. But all I have to say, he was. Uh, it was a freaking awesome conversation. That's great. We're going to um, we're going to read a couple books together, I think, um, and uh, we're actually going to meet next week which those of you listening, it probably won't matter, but we're going to meet next week for dinner. We're going to talk and we're going to chit-chat. And uh, there was, there was, I'm not sure if this is still on the table, but there was an opportunity for me to actually make some sort of wage doing what I do. Because I've been here for 15 years. Yeah. I've been here longer than anybody has been here on staff currently. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. With the exception of our old worship pastor leaving, he Actually, you know, I've been here longer than him. So I've got 15 years under my belt in this building. So I've seen so many transitions. And honestly, I think it should be said something that, you know, this guy should be on staff to some capacity. That's just the way I feel sometimes. But I know that's, that could be the enemy working in me just to, you know. Maybe that feeling of entitlement. Exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe I feel entitled just because I've been here so long. And right. I know what the hell right. I'm, I'm doing. But at the same time, it's just like I was, I'm given this opportunity. I'm not – it's not my life. It's not my identity. But mm-hmm. and, and 
the guy can still move here without me, and he did on my month break. Mm-hmm. So, and so, you you you've talked about your month break, right? Playing drums for fifteen years and then having to take a break. No, I actually haven't talked about that. So, that was in the height, probably the climax of all of the staff transitions. So I took, I played drums for almost 15 straight years here. So it'll be 14 years currently. So I played, and out of those 14, 12 of those were Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. So I would say I've missed, uh, we'll shoot on the high side. 30 weekends yeah. in those 14 years. And I've played both Saturday and Sunday, and I've had to have my arm twisted behind my back to take a weekend off. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard doing something for 15 years or however long and just not doing it one day. Yeah. It's extremely hard. So I took a month break because I just needed to sort some things out. I got back into counseling, and I really – feel like that helped because subconsciously I was able to get some weight off of me mm-hmm. weight that I've been dealing with so like with my dad yeah my dad is a piece of work I think <sighs> feel my honest answer I think he's a piece of shit yeah yeah like he adopted kids didn't even want them he packed up Man. from Kansas and moved doesn't Hardly ever talked to any of his kids, except for the ones that he recently adopted, maybe six years ago. So I was just sitting in my counselor's on his couch, just going off about, you know, the things he hasn't done, the things he has done, but more on the lines of things he hasn't done. And I just looked at him and I said, Aaron, does this guy even want me? And he looked at me and said, Well, based on the things that you have told me it doesn't sound like it. And so for about five days, I was just in a, I was just pissed mm-hmm. for five days. Even like, even people at work were like, man, are you okay? And I said, no, man, I'm not fine. Just figured out that your dad doesn't even want you. How am I supposed to be, how am I supposed to feel about that? I'm 29 years old. It's heartbreaking. How am I, how am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah. And so this, this break forced me to deal with some stuff that, I haven't dealt with it before. And I even told my dad that. And I even said, hey, listen, you got to know this. And that the way, the reason you you got all of your, all of your notions for what you thought I was doing were wrong. That's all I'm about to tell you. And so I told him. And he went off and said, well, do you know whenever I tell the people the reason why I got divorced, Kyle? And on my mind, I'm going, no one gives a shit about why anymore. Hmm. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to answer to the fact of the why you stopped pursuing your own kids. Yeah. This doesn't matter. Like yeah. You're going to have to answer that, whether it be on your deathbed, whether it be to us in person. But if you want to be in my life and if you want to be in your granddaughter's life, quit sending money and quit sending text messages and be a grandpa. You know, I have was forced to deal with that. And, of course, every time you put your faith in action, you know, Satan tries to rear his ugly head at you. And yeah. A lot of the times he's successful, like even recently. So I got off social media 
I got off social media. Wow. Um, I'm writing in, I got some notes I'm writing in. So that way I can uh, put this in the show header in the description. But I got off social media um, Wednesday or Thursday. And I realized that I'm straight up not strong enough to have social media at all. Like it felt like, it felt like to me that it was just a suppressing a barrier between myself and pornography. And like Instagram uh-huh. was the easy in between because it was mostly just a bunch of hot girls and attractive people that I followed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is mostly what Instagram is anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no reason why you follow a bunch of women unless you think they're attractive. All right, she's hot. All right, click, follow. So that's that's probably the main reason Instagram is alive and well, which I think it's crap because they're owned by Facebook. So screw you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but after getting off social media, I felt Satan starting to rear his ugly head at me with pornography and this and that. Well, that's just man, the, the main thing was pornography. And so I've been finding myself this week just like kind of going to this, that, and the other website. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm free from this. And so the other day I just started writing, writing some stuff down. Like I'm trying to claim victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though that's easier said than done, like putting your saying you have faith and not living it, not being real, like what you and I are doing right now. Yeah. doesn't mean anything, you know? So, and I actually wrote, you could call it a song that I'm going to present to you and Bethany. I think we should get in the studio and, I haven't been in the studio in a long time. No, we haven't been in the studio in a long time. It's been a long time. But the month break, all that to say, subconsciously, it's it's um, it's it's forced me to deal with some things that I've I've neglected over the over the years. So it was it was really good. That's awesome. Thank you. But what about you, dog? What about me? Yeah. What do you want to know? You are actually on an extended break. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if tough. you if you want to speak to that, you can. If I you mean, don't want to, you don't have to, and I can bring something else up. No, it. I mean, it's tough. I, mean, I get to play every once in a while, just here and there, just to just to do it. But I mean, I was in the same boat you were. You know, when I had to stop, and uh, t- you know, it wasn't part of my ministry or what I did on a weekend for the church. I mean, I was hard. I still struggle with it. You know, um, but you didn't today. No, today was hell. Yeah, we ripped it up. Praise the Lord. Like I said, we we what three electrics? We had three electric guitars today, acoustic, bass, drums, and our worship leader even stopped playing her instrument at one point today. Yeah, she didn't have to play. Oh like, my! Like there was no need for her to be playing piano at all. I looked at. Did, could you hear me screaming from the drum cage today? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Jesus paid it all, and I'm, I look up at Bethy, and I go, good God in heaven, good grief. She is slaying it right no, now. She, I think she got off stage, and she was panting. <laughs> like, she was out of breath. Like, she ran, like, five miles straight. <laughs> she, said, she said even uh, listening to me or list, describing or something, what I'm doing just wears her out. Oh, yeah. Just hearing you. Yeah. Sorry, man. And then, like, turning around and watching you. I'm sorry, man. Makes I, my body hurt. I'm sorry. I was 
gifted with something, and I'm going to use it. Sorry. You I'm have to, man. No apologies. But you're, you're, you're definitely one of the most powerful drummers I have ever, like, played with. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. But, I mean, you're just – you're strong. I'm trying to get somebody else here, too. I'm trying to get someone else to take my spot once in a while so I can do something else. Yeah? Yeah. What would you do? Uh, probably play guitar or bass. I'd probably lead from the acoustic. Didn't you sing at one point? I have, yeah. You sang and played electric that one uh, – mm-hmm. it's like that one weekend we did it. We had a drummer play who was not that great. I thought that was me. Nope. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure I played drums while you played guitar and I sang. think you have, yeah. yeah that's it's probably a, true. It's a good damn time. But back to your break, you still – are you still having a hard time with it? Um, ooh, I realized how tired I was. Um, it, I know it's something I need to be doing. It's a calling that God put on my life to to play music and and to love doing it, and um, it's my way of kind of giving back to the church. And to not do it, eh, it's frustrating. Yeah, but it's not like I'm waking up belligerently angry or cursing the fact that I can't do it. Right. I mean. You got to move on kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. It's human to be angry about something for a little bit, but if you let it fester and it becomes bitterness, you know, I don't want that. I don't want it to become bitterness, so. And then hence you going on vacation. Do what? And then, and then you going on vacation. Go on that, vacation, have some helped. good rest. Yeah, I had a lot of good rest. I uh, smash a lot. <laughs> uh, played some Borderlands, yeah, on my PS Vita. <laughs> All right, I'll take that as a yes. No, it was great. I was able to, uh, I made like three videos out of it. That's it? You was gone for two weeks? I made three, vi- well, I was trying to enjoy Wait, vacation. you were gone for two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. You were on a two-week vacation, you made three videos? Pretty sure I made three. Yeah. Oh, my Lord, man. I would have made probably 12. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know, I don't know, okay, okay. I've actually had this desire to do a daily vlog. Well, do it. Like, try it for 30 days? I did for five. It was kind of tough, but yeah. Yeah, day four, I was like, all right, this is kind of fun. Right? Yeah. It just, I don't know. Do it. I, I don't know yet. My ch- I mean, like, I've, I've, I've barely, like, consistently uploaded for the last month. So I kind of want to do a little bit more before I try something new. Well, what's the problem? Just doing it. That's <laughs> the motivation behind it. Well, why, just do it, right? Yeah. That's why I tell people. Just, we make it hard. Yeah. It's really not that hard. It's easy, but we make it hard. This podcast was supposed to be about you, not me. Good Lord. We're just together, dude. So I might bring something up. So so here's what I'm going to say. We're gonna, I say we're going to get deep, and I'm not sure how much more time we got. Probably not a whole lot of time. What is it, 221? It's 221, so we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time. But I know your story. Yeah. About you and your family. And that's kind of something I wanted to, uh, since, you know, we're real dudes. Yeah. And part of this podcast is talking about interesting stuff and real shit. And I know you uploaded your, your video about your story up to the tube. Mm-hmm. But you, would you care sharing a little bit about that? About sort your story? Cliff Notes version of it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where to begin? Is it is it a lot weird, more weird, you talking to me just one-on-one and then it going up in the, on the interwebs instead of talking to a camera? Is that different? Does that feel weird? Actually, talking to a camera is more awkward. 
I'll tell you what, I will, you, if, I don't want to barter with you, that sounds kind of fucking stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about it. To make, to, to even the, to level the playing field, I'll tell you why. And I don't think a whole lot of people know why I got kicked out of my house. Do you know why? Yeah, we talked about it on uh, another podcast. Are you sure you, that you know why? Whatever you said on the podcast. Was- Whatever I said on that other podcast was the rated PG version. <laughs> no, you've told me. Have I told you? That it's really bad, yes. Yeah. What do you mean really bad? The reason? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I'm a real dude. We can talk about it. So you don't want me to tell my story? I want you to tell your story. Yeah, but I was going to say you could tell yours. You, you show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> It's your podcast, man. <laughs> to make to make things to make to, to settle to settle you in. So my dad thought that I was preying on my stepsister. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. physically and sexually attracted to my stepsister, and that was not the case at all. Right. So I'm a 17 year old kid. I don't have a mom. I think what did it for me was starting to do laundry when I was like six. Seeing, seeing bras, I'm like, what the hell is this? What the hell? I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> Fast forward to like the age of like 16, 17, I'm like wearing like women's clothes, like sometimes, like when like no one's around, for real. Oh. And so like, 17 years old, my my parents, my whole family, they like go out to CCs or whatever. And what seemed like they were only gone for 10 minutes, but I don't know, maybe the time just flew. But they came home unexpectedly, and I'm like in my sister's, in my stepsister's like clothes, and my dad catches me. And so he's like, what the hell are you doing in here? And so I'll ask you a question. What 17-year-old kid is going to tell their dad what they're doing in that situation? I don't know any. I don't know any either. So I just stood there. I had, I had my, my clothes on at that time. But he thinks that, you know, I was preying on my stepsister, which wasn't the case. Right. So what I attribute that to and what my counselors attributed that to is didn't have mom in the picture. And I talked to someone else about this. Didn't have mom in the picture. I always thought that, like, all the women, like, they would get attention. I never got attention growing up. Like, grade school, middle school, high school, I was always the I was always the odd man out. I was always the guy that never got talked to or whatever. And I was always like, well, they get all the attention. So what if I just do that? You know? So dress like a girl to get attention. Right? Huh. That's what that's what I was thinking, I guess. Yeah. Fifteen it was a fifteen minute stalemate. My dad says, Go to your room and I'll figure out a punishment. So I said, Fuck that, I'm leaving. So I left. He calls me ten minutes later and he says, You're not coming back. So I'm 17 years old. I'm about ready to go to Worlds of Fun the next day, but I got kicked out of my house with nothing but my car keys, my car, my wallet, and the clothes on my back. Wow. That was 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense, man. I'm still wearing women's clothes. I'm just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's playing worship in a dress. <laughs> well, you mean, I mean... If that's just, if that's just gonna if, if that's gonna get the attention, worship then, style know. is just <laughs> I don't understand it. So I mean, that that's the nitty gritty of, and there was and there was a time I thought I was gay, then there was a time I thought I was bi, 
and then like that was very quickly worked through and I'm like that's that's stuff of the enemy you know that's the, those thoughts are not even the human mind can take you to some really sick dark places it's a powerful tool we only use what like 10% of our brain the power their brain has I think maybe I've used 12 can you imagine unhinging the rest of that no I can't there's a reason why we can't <laughs> we, we explode alright yeah I, I've ta- I talked to the captain one day and uh, I was like dude am I wrong for thinking like sick twisted horrific thoughts just about stuff and he goes no that's just what makes you a human being it sucks but this is what makes you a human being that's a, it's sin, dude. It sucks. Like, sin brought death and decay yeah. even to our minds. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be doing an action to be sinning or to have right. sin affect you right. in that kind of way. And that's like, that's just, it's incredible. Like Elon Musk. Neuralink? <sighs> or the, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that, but let's. Um, <laughs> He's, that's yeah, in, yeah. It's incredible. I'm not doing that. Oh, man. So tell me, so tell me a little about your story. Oh, I mean, I was born in California, Riverside, uh, born on an Air Force base. My dad was a combat engineer for the Marines. No shit. Yeah. yeah he was a uh, Desert Storm. He was active during Desert Storm and all that. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was over there and uh, I think like just like diffusing landmines and crap like that. I don't know what they did, but. So he could have got his face blown off. It's possible. Wow. It wasn't even a very active war. I mean, what do you even call it? A war. Yeah, there's, I have thoughts about that. I mean, just watch the movie Jarhead, I guess. I don't know. I have, I have thoughts about what we're doing over there, but <laughs> go on. Anyway. Uh, uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, conspiracy but theories. They're not conspiracies if, they, if they're true, but go on. But, uh, yeah, so born there. Um, name, I was named after uh, St. Christopher. It was a necklace that he actually wore during Desert Storm. As a, I don't know what it means. It's Catholic, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah so named after saint. that. Yeah, uh, he was. A, I don't know what kind of saint he was. He must have done something cool. I never looked it up. I should probably look it up. But anyway, um, and up until I was like nine years old, and that's when I actually moved here to Kansas. But when I was up until nine, I was pretty much homeless. Lived in hotels and. Uh, abandoned buildings and rundown buildings and homeless shelters and parks and a convent stayed with nuns for a few months of my life like that's sad yeah that makes me sad yeah i uh it's it's incredible to think about like i'm 27 now and so you said you you said you and your your mom yeah me and my mom and then my sister my oldest sister we pretty much were homeless yeah you have any brothers no, not like biologically. Yeah. So what happened with, what happened with? So then, you said it was you and your sister and your mom. So what, yeah. what happened with your dad? Um. Well, <laughs> not to get into a, a nasty story about it, but you can. Uh, if you want to, you can. He went to prison for a decade for inappropriate touching and whatnot. This is not the Maranatha podcast. You can no, it's it's cool. It's something I don't want to like go into detail about. You should talk to me about it. No, not here. I didn't say. I didn't say here, but you should talk to me about it. Oh, maybe one of these days. You yeah. should. 
Anyway, um, and so he don't, and, let it def- don't let it define you. And also big, you know, abuse as well towards my mom. Like a lot of physical. I think he left her like just bleeding in the kitchen one day and uh, just beat the crap out of her for some reason and stuff like that. He, he was a terrible dude. Um, so he left. So, you know, he, he, was, he was put in jail, prison for it. And then we just kind of moved all over the West Coast, lived in different states and stuff like that, um, bouncing around from different locations. And then finally we moved to Kansas, which is where my mom's parents were at. Uh, her dad passed away, so we moved to just take care of her mom. Been here ever since, pretty much. Damn. Yeah. That was a, that was a sweet condensed milk version. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a lot has happened. I mean, she was a lot of gang activity. My mom was in a gang. Bloods or the Crips? Uh, neither. Oh. Well. It was like some weird L.A. like. It wasn't a real gang. Though. It was more like a generic, kind of like a Kroger version of a gang. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, a Kroger version of a of a gang. So would they just meet at the park? She, and she was dope? she was basically like the cinnamon squares and like Bloods and Crips are like cinnamon to- toast crunch. You know, oh like my god! You got the off brand and you got the on. You know, the not on. So brand they weren't brand. as bad, but they were kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, they shot up stuff and no, vandalized. Your mom didn't shoot nobody. Come on. She probably didn't shoot anybody. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, I've been held at gunpoint before no shit as a baby yeah had a gun as in a my baby head. yeah yeah who points a gun at a child someone who wants something so bad they're willing to kill an infant or you know uh s- someone less than two years old over it the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> people are stupid did your mom know something about hillary clinton huh did you what what did your mom know something about hillary clinton no oh i was gonna say that might be why he got held at gunpoint it was probably something stupid like some she didn't give him drugs or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, St. Christopher is a ven- whatever this ven- venerated, I guess, by several Christian denomination, de- yeah, denominations as a martyr killed in the reign of the third century. What's, right. what's he, like, known for? Being a martyr, I guess. I don't know. That sounded pretty lame. That was gonna be so way was, cooler than that. So I was named after a lame saint. That was gonna be way cooler than that. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've always lived uh, with just being unstable, never like having a home. Yeah. It wasn't until like I honestly got married like six years ago that I've had like a stable, healthy home. That's good. So 21 years old. So 21 years of unstability and unhealth. So unhealth. how's that? How's that process going for you then? It's great. It's wonderful. I mean, super healthy. My wife and I are, are great. You know, relationship's great. And our home life is peaceful. And it's just, it's a place where we can go and just be at peace and rest. Yeah. And and I've had to do a lot of healing from my past and a lot of crap and stuff like that. You know, I've been through counseling and, and uh, talking to a bunch of pastors and things like that. And, you know, I've had to do a lot of healing. And, you know, the past doesn't affect me. You know, I could talk about it without it, like, causing anger, yeah, stuff like that, flaring up some deep down emotions and stuff like that. I can still talk about my past and get pissed off, but it's not for very long. Yeah, yeah, if it's just that initial like that yeah. was stupid and oh, you get yeah. over it. Uh, stupid of me or stupid of somebody else? Stupid, like it was stupid to have to go through that. You get angry for it being stupid, but then you get over it. 
if that makes sense. It yeah, I didn't. think my dad's piece of shit, though. <laughs> That's okay. Dick. Mine is uh, two, probably. So who'd you vote for in the last election? Shoot. Uh, I voted for one of those random dudes. Oh, because you don't care about politics? I really don't. They're probably going to burn in hell. <laughs> it's probably true. I, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> It's our civil duty to vote, and so I still voted, and they say like a, a – you just did some random third-party libertarian. <laughs> no, what was his name? Like James or something like that? I can't remember who he was, but it, it, yeah, it's, you know what I mean? No, I don't. It's I don't know. It's just I'm not so engulfed in politics to where like it it rules my life. Because honestly, you talk to people and politics rules their life. Like they they can't, yeah. They, first thing they wake up in the morning, they're sitting there eating bowl of cereal of politics. Yeah, they are. Like Marshmallow, Hillary Clinton's, and Donald Trump's. <laughs> I just, it's not my thing. Like, I'll t- I'm not so uh, intelligent and up to speed on, like, the issues. Like, I mean, I kind of know what's going on in the world, but when it comes to, like, politics and watching all those primaries and all that, it's just not my idea of a good time. Well, the Democratic, the Democrats are eating themselves alive so yeah the democratic party i've I've been hearing that yeah they're eating themselves alive so yeah who'd you vote for in the last election i didn't vote for anybody you didn't vote at all i didn't vote at all just why because i didn't feel like there was any candidate worthy of my vote even (laughs) though it was my quote-unquote civic duty yeah and i haven't not voted since i was able to vote really i voted in the midterms for the first time this, wow. This last election. So, and I already know who I'm voting for next year. Do we even have candidates ready for next year? Yep. Is Kanye one of them? No. I'm voting for him. We've got like 17 Democrat candidates and one Republican candidate. <laughs> one? Yeah. Who is it? Donald Trump. Oh, he is Republican, isn't he? Yeah. Is Clinton running again? I don't think so. Hopefully she'll be in jail before that happens. A lot of stuff is happening with her, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She's got probably the highest body count next to Planned Parenthood. Of people she's killed? I'm sorry. Um. Not Planned Parenthood. Um. She's. You should. You should look at the hashtag Clinton body count. I don't know if I want to subject myself to that. It all happened with a guy named John F. Kennedy. Oh, no. And then it all happened with a guy named Seth Rich. Oh. I feel like I'm just going to open up a pile of crap. What? Talking about politics with me? Just looking. No, just looking. I don't want to oh, I don't want to search that hashtag. The Clinton body count? I didn't know. <laughs> I just. Well, she's terrible, so. That's what I hear. She's pretty bad. And everyone's like, Donald Trump is the Antichrist. Well, tell me one thing that he's done that's been wrong and bad for America. I'll wait. I'm sure people have. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I mean, people say, he's not for the Second Amendment. He's trying to get rid of our guns because I can't have a silencer or a bump stock. You got a semi-automatic pistol, you dumbass. You don't need a bump stock. Bumps out is just going to make it fire even quicker. You don't need that. I mean, yeah, it's your constitutional right to get it, but do you need it? No. I thought he was trying to revoke all gun bans, though. Like, make he's, it legal for everyone to con- uh, carry, like, conceal carry. He's, he's, he's playing the other party. 
Oh. He's, he's playing the other party, giving them rope, and then watching them hang themselves with it. <laughs> Sounds smart. He said there needs... He said there needed to be some on the last shooting, which I didn't see no bodies. He said maybe some red flag gun control safety or something like that. Um, and then that's what the left said. And then now everyone said Donald Trump wants gun, gun confiscation, which is not true. Hmm. And then Joe Biden says, creepy Joe, sleepy Joe, wanted, uh, he said he was going to come knock on people's doors and take them. So they're going to realize, if, if that happens, they're going to realize really fast that that's a bad idea. People are going to get holes blown in themselves, in their bodies. The whole reason the Second Amendment exists is for governments like that. Sounds like a crap fest. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, I'm not into that. I'm just... Um, it kind of is a crap fest. Yeah. I wish I had some sound effects because I would just say, all right, that was kind of the show. Um, but I want to get, I want to, we'll see what they do on the Bad Christian. Like they have like news and, and, and stuff. So see if I can find. Let's find one article or whatever. BuzzFeed says 16 kids who can adult way better than any of us adults. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So adulting is a verb now. Why? I don't know. It's I, the trend of terms is just it's beyond my intelligence. But so adulting is a verb. That just means doing grown up stuff. I don't know. What's a grown up now these days? I don't. I don't know. I think adult that shouldn't be a verb. Uh, adulting, the practice of behaving in a very characteristic, no, behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult, especially accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. <laughs> Apparently it's a noun, but it, people use it as a verb. Well, I guess we're adulting right now because we have adult things, I guess. I don't know. I've adulted with moderate success this week by compiling invoices and billing my client. <laughs> Adult, <laughs> it's the freaking millennials. I guess you could consider myself a millennial, but I wouldn't like to because that word has pretty negative connotations. It's just like saying you're a Donald Trump supporter. You're pretty much racist, but I'm not racist. Or am I? That's a good question. I'm not white, so I guess I'm not a racist. So Automatically make you a racist if you're white? Mm, it automatically makes you racist if you like Donald Trump. <laughs> Evidently, in the last two years. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Al Sharpton used to love the guy. Yeah. Snoop Dogg loved the guy, too. They hate him now. I say, Donald Trump, man, F that guy, man. He, he don't know nothing. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he, he inherited all of his wealth. Okay, so what? Are you mad that he had money before you were even born? He inherited it? Yeah. He built his empire up, though. Yeah. Uh, a loan from his dad, I guess. Yeah, I mean. Paid it back and then some, probably. I think he's great as far as, like, businessman goes. I mean, I watched a documentary on him, and, I mean, he failed and he tried, he failed and he tried. He wasn't afraid to fail. That's what I like about him. Yeah, that's capitalism. Yeah. yeah. The, the only the strong survive, and maybe he didn't have that... You know, strong of a business before, and then he got a 
way stronger business or whatever. Do I think he's qualified to be president? Yeah. Who is these days? Everyone thinks they can be president. Well, Hillary Clinton thought she could rig the election, and she still lost at that. Yeah, that's how you know you're bad. That's how you know you're awful. That's how you know you're bad is when you try to rig or successfully try to rig an election and fail at that. And lose at your own stupid game. (sighs) I feel bad for people like that. You feel bad for Hillary Clinton? Um, Just on a human level. I don't feel bad for her one bit. On a spiritual, like, Christian level. She might be a lizard. (laughs) Zorp? (laughs) Maybe. I'll hail Zorp. (laughs) The green skin apocalypse, man. (laughs) It's a good show. What, the green skin apocalypse? That's not even a real thing. Yeah. Or is it a real thing? No, it's a good show. Green skin apocalypse, do or die. The words of... Spencer Sotelo in the band Periphery. And with that, I think, uh, yeah, Chris, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on this podcast Dude, today. Thank I you think, for having uh, me. I think it was a little less structured than my last two episodes, but I'm hanging on to one episode, so this will be officially episode two uh, with Mr. Clean Tone, Mr. Foreskin, whatever you want to call it. Do not want to go by that term. You don't want to go by that term? Foreskin. No, thank you. Well, there is four, well, there's six dudes up on stage, but we all had our shirts on. You realize if there's no girls on stage, it, we probably would have been shirtless. It would have been a sausage fest. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a sausage fest. It would have been awesome. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. We have two pictures of our sausage fests in the past with, yeah with pastor lawrence yeah they're all naked almost i was just yeah i was hoping that uh someone would have like a really embarrassing story embarrassing story yeah like do you have an embarrassing story do i have an embarrassing yeah. story i mean we'll end with your we'll end with an embarrassing story if you have one <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say i was embarrassed but first time my wife, like before we were dating or anything, first time she ever came over to my house was to look at a pee collection. A what? A urine collection. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know if I fully comprehend what you're telling so me. So my friends and I we were big gamers. This was between uh, high school, getting out of high school, and going into Bible school. So. Oh, wow. So this is like a couple-year gap right here. And uh, we were huge at the gaming. It's pretty much all we did was play Xbox and work. That's all we did. And uh, so we decided to uh, collect our own urine for a moment in time. And so we... uh, Why would you even... We were too lazy to go to the bathroom, so we'd rather just pee in Dr. Pepper bottles and stuff like that. And so at the peak of our amazing collection, we had 52 gallons of urine. Good Lord. Sitting in my room. That is. So we were telling my wife about it one time at work because we worked with her and, uh, and uh, she didn't believe us. So we were like, all right, come over. So the first time she ever came over to my house was to look at our massive urine collection. Hopefully it was all the same color. No. We're t- this urine was brown. <laughs> we didn't drink water, dude. We drank talk. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still alive. Oh, 
speaking of collecting urine, I have an embarrassing story too. It's along the same line. So when I lived with my grandma and grandpa, you know, you're, you're too freaking lazy to, you know, get up and use the bathroom at night just because everything's amplified. You, you know, you flush the toilet and people in China can hear that shit. No, I don't know why. I have no idea why that happens. You get up and you walk in a crack and people <laughs> in Malaysia are just woken up. Yeah. Earthquake in freaking California. So my grandma and grandpa loved iced tea. I mean, I love iced tea too. Sweet tea is just amazing. And so they would buy it all the time, and I would drink it. And so there was one night where I had the half gallon of iced tea. I drank it, and I just rolled over, and I just stood up, and I just, you know, peed in the, in the half gallon. You know, not thinking of it. I'm just, you know, whatever. I come home from work that day. Keep in mind, I'm like, night, I'm like 18 years old, you know, so I have, like, no life. Um... I come home and I go into the go into the kitchen to see what we have to drink and there's like a fresh thing of iced tea. And I'm like, hell yeah, there's some iced tea in here. I pop open the lid, I take a swig, and I say, Hey grandpa, where'd you get this iced tea from? And he goes, Oh, I got it from your bedroom. Oh. <laughs> and I said, Alright, cool, thanks. And I went and <laughs> brushed my teeth. And poured it down the. <laughs> oh my! Poured it down the sink. <laughs> drink your own urine. I drink my own urine. You're freaking uh, <laughs> patches of Houlihan from dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, sterile. It's sterile. I like the taste. <laughs> oh my god! But I did not like the taste. But it was sterile. Oh, uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's as bad as having 52 gallons of piss. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, we had the. My mom threw it out because we were getting sick. I was getting sick to the point where I had to go to the hospital, like deathly ill from the ammonia. What's the matter with what? It's more like a what? More like a cat box in there? No, it was terrible. Oh, good lord! And uh, she she dumped it out in the back alley of our house. We're talking fifty-two gallons, uh, and we're talking caked on bacteria inside these like. Oh my lord! Trash guys come by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching them from the window, and these trash guys come by, pick it up, and you hear them go, what the hell are these people doing in this house? Like, what is this? Wait, what are they selling? What are they using this to wash their hands from drugs or yeah, what? Yeah, I don't know. They picked it up, and it's brown. I mean, it, it, yeah. I Wait, did. Don't you pour it in a bag? No, we, okay, uh, grease, Crisco, grease containers. They're five gallons a container. We had ten of them full and a little bit an eleventh one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I drank some guy's chew spit one time. Oh. Thought it was my Dr. Pepper. I drank what I thought was Pepsi, but it was my mom's cigarette ashes butts in there. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was. Okay, we're going to. I'm going to do a rapid fire. Okay. Like a Leslie Nope in that one scene where they shot Ron and she, like. The ranger thought that she was like deranged because she was a woman, so she's like rapid firing these. Anyway, you, All right, you know what I mean. We're landing on your rapid fire. We're just rapid firing. Um, one time I was a little kid, and we just got home from church, and I had my mom's cell phone because I was playing Snake in church, OG, and uh, oh, I was waiting yeah. for her to open the door, Praise Lord. and uh, something was vibrating in my pants, and I thought it was a bee, so I stripped butt naked on my porch because I thought there was a bee in my pants. <laughs> I was walking home from school one time, and I mooned my friend from across a field, and there was a guy driving who his wife saw my butt, 
and he followed me all the way home. Said he was going to call the cops on me because I was public indecency. And how old were you? Like nine? I was in high school. Oh, <laughs> I want to call the cops on you too. Yeah, probably. I got the cops called on me once because, yeah. well, almost because I shot some guy's window with an airsoft gun. Oh, man. While I was driving my car. Good with times. Three other people in the in the back seat. A drive by. Yeah. Because that's what we were doing at night. We were shooting yeah. people with airsoft guns because we thought it was funny. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, it, it really was. What else? What else did I do? Oh, uh, got pulled over by the cops because we were sitting in a parking lot of a restaurant with probably 50 or so gas station cups full of water because we were going to make a water pyramid for cars to bust through them in the middle of the road at like 2 in the morning. He thought we were stealing drinks from this business. <laughs> he thought we put, it just went to the soda fountain and just got 50 of these, you know, like these McDonald's cups. Good grief. Yeah, but really we were just wanting, like, yeah, we were just doing that. What I kind of I kind of regret not knowing you while you were in high school. I had a lot of that fun. Would have been, that would have been hella fun. We've thrown feces at several churches in town. That's in awesome. School. Just right up to the door. That's fantastic. Peed on a couple of fences. We did that. That's epic. Crapped in a Walmart trash can in the <laughs> bathroom. And the guy that went in there, he was a worker. He went in there. It smelled so bad. He went back out, came back with a surgical mask and long rubber gloves to clean up the mess. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I jumped my car once. Like? Out in the country. Like, like, you, like my daily driver car. Like, I oh, you like, you ramped it. I ramped my you car. You mobbed a hill. So you, you're going out to, uh, let's see, uh, Central all the way to Augusta on Santa Fe Road. Yeah. Right next door to Wheat State Camp. You know that big, long hill? Yep. And then the drop-off? Yep. I was going about 45 on that road, and I jumped my That car. road is terrifying. <laughs> oh, my It God. was very it's terrifying. It's scary. And then three weeks later, my catalytic converter started falling off. Yep. Oh, I would. I would imagine. Yeah. That road is terrible. It was, it was great. All right. I got to go meet my wife at the gym. At the gym? Yeah. We're gonna go work out. How about a workout? Yeah. That sounds awesome, man. I'll probably just do bench stuff because I normally don't bench. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Chris, thanks for being on. Absolutely. On the applause because I don't have a sound machine for applause. We'll get you one. And thank you to our sponsors, McDonald's, for supplying our. Um, lunch today and you're not our sponsor we just went and bought mcdonald's yeah so disclaimer we actually bought it but yeah all right all right peace out peace. Knucklehead. knucklehead